Hi everyone and welcome back to The Offline Gamer. And today we've got a bit of a departure from our usual format. Um, instead of you hearing Ray and I talk about uh, what we've been playing and buying and wasting money on Kickstarter, we're having a chat with a friend of the show and I'm calling him a friend of the show because he's been on the show before. That's how low my bar is to determine if someone's a friend or not. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the noble artist himself, Jamie Noblefriar. Jamie, thanks for coming back on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for having me. I really appreciate you uh, having me back on. I didn't scare you away the first time, so that's good news. No, no. Uh, proud to be associated as a friend now, which is which is great. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll do a few more of these make a few more friends. Um, it means I'll be asking you for various favours, though, so you might regret saying that. <laughs> as long as I get a Christmas card, it's fine. It's all right. Oh, that's all right, then. Oh, yeah, you can do those, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, no, it's been a, it's been a long while. It's been it's been a number of years, hasn't it? Since since Hero Master and, and that kind of whole uh, yeah. kind of interview and, and and process and and the Kickstarter and that's kind of come out. We've had a pandemic since then. We've had Brexit since then. We've had all sorts. So it's uh, well, it's been yeah. a, an interesting kind of period of time, which is all of which has affected our little corner of the industry. So um, so yeah, we've got probably got quite a bit to catch up on, I should think, in, uh, in terms of kind of what we've done. Um, but yeah, where do you want to start? I mean, sort of like obviously, well, uh, you know, we've got a bit to go, so I'll let you we lead. We've got a lot to talk about. Before, before, normally the first thing we ask one of our guests is what is their gaming background. But as you've been on the show before, we've already asked that. So I thought before we got talking about all things to do with Jamie, um, what sort of <laughs> what sort of games favorite. have you been playing lately, or what would you what would you recommend to any of our listeners if they've uh, you know looking for a new game or anything that you've played that you didn't you've enjoyed and you want to tell people about? Funnily enough, I just uh, I just, just kind of cut, cut up some video from uh, an interview I did the other day, and we were talking about kind of games, and uh, and one of the questions actually it was it was with um, it was with Peter Hazelwood uh, yeah. from Board Game Hub, and we were talking, and it's kind of the uh, we came to the conclusion that as soon as you start working in the board game industry, whereas you think you're going to play more games, you play less games because you just <laughs> yeah, end yeah. up kind of like just just working on games and, and not playing much. What I've been uh, my wife is is telling me off for is I've I've just brought through into the dining room and not played it yet. Uh, my tainted grail box that arrived which is absolutely monstrous and just whomped it down on the on, on the dining room table which is like is that going to move is that going to do anything what's that doing there so that's next on my agenda to play um to be honest i've been playing a little bit of gloomhaven on on um taking it from kill the setup time on uh on pc recently uh, yeah. which is uh which is really cool i think they've kind of they, they've they've taken that across to uh to kind of digital pretty well i'd like to see more of that happen really my, my main kind of board game buddy who is my business partner for what we'll probably talk about later doodle meeple um he has moved to wales and i'm in sussex so it's kind <laughs> of killed the ability to play live board games so what my plan is and i want to tap you for uh, and any of your listeners as well is uh, is any decent kind of conversions to board games now on steam i know scythe is on there and that's one of our favorites um, but anything else that kind of like people can find would be amazing to kind of find out about. We quite like sort of kind of competitive, fairly deep strategy games. Um, right, okay. So um, yeah, anything like that. I'm trying to think what I've played in in uh, in recent times uh, over the past couple of months. It's been it's yeah it's it's it what with pandemics and and everything it's been it's been pretty tough. We um, a friend of mine and I were actually play testing a lot and spending a lot of time on a new game that I had been working on. But I'll be honest, with the um, <clears throat> witnessing what's going on in the industry at the moment, with everyone struggling with uh, 
uh, all the shipping and stuff. I don't yeah. know if you all that. It's nuts. Like kind of like it has completely put me off like, publishing anything for a while. So uh, that's gone on the back burner for the time being. So um, so yeah, but that was taking up a lot of our time. We were kind of playing that throughout the the, the initial lockdown, kind of pretty much daily, which is really cool. It was a uh, an American football kind of you know the game blood bowl i guess you've probably heard of blood bowl uh it's kind of like more of so kind of fantasy meets american football but more kind of serious i guess like rather than the kind of like pure violence craziness sort of thing um but the different kind of like races and cultures have their own kind of different way of playing and stuff and 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 it went kind of well so the idea would be that start uh, of an evening you would play through one season so you'd go through the draft you'd then play kind of like a series of games uh with each other play it solo too and then at the end uh you would then kind of work out who was the winner of the the super bowl work out the draft order then the next evening it's so it's a campaign so you then play through like a season each time and we got really stuck into that during the during the uh the i was gonna say holiday but some, <laughs> people, some people it feels like a holiday i'm not too sure uh i felt like i had a lot of time to kind of do it but um so yeah i guess that's the that's the thing i've been playing it's a cop-out to say your own game um i feel like no no you're that's perfectly um, fine so yeah but uh but I, I i can't give you much more than that at the moment i'm afraid it's quite that's all right mate. shameful <laughs> well let's let's on the subject of games then let's look back a couple of years um to the reason you were on the show last time uh which is when you were uh trying to uh, draw up interest for the hero master and epic game of epic fails board game which i conveniently happen to have right here oh wow, look at that as proof that uh it did it did fund on kickstarter and it did get successfully delivered to my shame, due to due to certain global um, things, I haven't been able to play it yet with anyone. So no, it that's is it, very it, high it, on my list. In fairness, it is it's a it's a very kind of like face to face kind of game. It's it's got sort of take yeah. that elements and stuff. So it's not one you can sort of sit and really probably uh you know solo <laughs> you know kind yeah. of like so uh, so yeah um I, th- I think it's best with three players as well so if you, you could manage to sort of squeeze someone in i think kind of like you'd want an extra one too so um so yeah, yeah. That's, that's my top top tip that. if you do get it out get three players because it's uh it's 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 the funnest i think at three well, the Kickstarter was what? It was over two years ago now, wasn't it? It was 2018, yeah. was it? Yeah, I think it was 2018. I keep sort of trying to think back. I think I did it in August, maybe. God, it was yeah, it was a while back. I could probably dig around and find out. But yeah, no, it went well, thanks. And 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 it was received well. And I think kind of, you know, um, and this isn't just uh blowing smoke up your uh, proverbial behind. Um, it's like genuinely I think the reason why the game was um successful and, and so many other games aren't successful on Kickstarter was, was the fact that I had taken the time to kind of to, to build an audience and speak to people yeah. like yourself, get, get in front of audiences and stuff before launching the game. And I think uh, that has uh, become more and more apparent to me, kind of especially working with clients, because uh, um, uh, we talked about it in the last show, but not so much today. Uh, my background is a, is, is a digital artist in the board game industry. So uh, I still work with clients now um, and, and create board games with them. And uh, and you can kind of sort of kind of get a feel for kind of like how much marketing's going on and how much kind of people are speaking and building that audience beforehand. And they're always trying to take it upon myself to try and encourage people to do that. It's kind of difficult because you don't want to kind of rain on someone's parade and this sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I think having conversations like we did back all those years ago really made a difference on kind of like the the success of the game and kind of like just meant that day one was 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 less of a screaming headache than yeah you know it, it possibly could have been. So. Yeah, um, no, it went well. I, th- I think we funded in the first two days, just over twenty-four hours. I think it was, um, which was uh, which was great news. 
um, and uh, ended up with a thousand backers, which was I, I hadn't even kind of dreamed of getting a thousand backers, but I would definitely say that that's a personal success. Um, you know or, or, that I'm pleased with. You know, to sort of to, to have that round number. Um, and uh, and yeah, delivered kind of sort of worldwide, which is great, and kind of had experience in the whole kind of sort of fulfillment thing. Because again, going back to our kind of original thing, and kind of obviously, kind of if you don't want to assume that everybody has has uh, seen everything and kind of like remembers that interview, but um, Hero Master was a game that, being a digital artist myself, I took it upon myself to pretty much do everything. So from the art to the game design, um, you know, obviously needed a bit of help with testing, um, but. Um, yeah, pretty much everything kind of like throughout. So I, I had a, a a really great mentor in in, in Gonzalo from Thundergriff Games, who really taught me through the numbers side of things, uh, which was really really helpful because my goodness, my math is awful. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's why you did art at school. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was never going to be a mathematician. Um, so uh, so yeah, no, it was great to kind of be able to have that. And and, and um, yeah, so so then actually going through the kind of like the post kickstarter stuff of like kind of fulfilling the game and, and, and all the logistics and everything which as we already said is a nightmare at the moment um was a real learning curve so yeah no i feel like it was um yeah a real eye-opener i'm really pleased that i did it um i would in all honesty probably wasn't in a hurry to do it again for a while because it is a really hard going thing and i think if i did i'd probably work alongside someone else yeah to uh, to do the things that that, that, that are my shortcomings um because uh yeah it's a lot to manage i pretty much took about six months off doing client work while um you know in spits and spats while i was um doing hero master uh fulfillment and stuff which was great because obviously it, it it made money and covered that time um but uh but yeah i think just you know my word to the wise would be be under no illusion it's it's a lot of work to to to, to do a game and and um but incredibly rewarding as well, and it, and and it's and it's brought me so many new friends, kind of like from from the industry. It's brought me uh, a lot of experience. It's brought me um, new opportunities. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's been great to do. And and also at the end of the end of the day, I'm really proud of what we, you know what, what I put together, and 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 uh, and and I'll always have that to uh, to show off. And and you know it has paved the way. It does seem crazy to have gone through the baptism of fire that is delivering a game. And then not do it again because you've already learned all those hard lessons. So, <laughs> so I, I think there will be another one. But I think that kind of sort of like yeah, right now, uh, what with the the world as it is, and uh, and and other things I've got going on, which we'll probably talk about later on. I think kind of it's uh, it'd be wise to uh, to kind of yeah, um, continue as I am with digital art and, and doing those other bits. But yeah, um, I think. Uh, Sort of the, the, the whole here, here must thing. Sort of major takeaway, apart from obviously it being kind of a lot of work and stuff, and uh, and that's not to kind of sound negative about it because the community that, as I say, kind of making friends and stuff, and I, and I mean that. That's not kind of sort of like you know sort of joking about and sort of like I genuinely made so many people uh, friends with so many people that I still speak to on a weekly basis now. Yeah. Um, you know who supported the game or who I was in touch with at that time um so yeah that's definitely been a major bonus so i kind of like it's been it's been great and i to be honest i can't wait to get back to, to to a convention i still kind of um i'd like to kind of promote hero master you know to to the people who didn't back it on kickstarter um because i still have copies uh, available before i would even well, that was going to be one of my questions so yeah no so i wanted to buy a copy of hero master and epic game of epic files where would they go they can yeah they can, well they can find me on my, my on my website thenableartist.com for that um uh, but i do hope to kind of be able to promote it at conventions and stuff in future and that's what i'm looking forward to kind of even 
yeah, just to get back and sort of like back on that social scene again, I, I really miss that. And because um, for for Hero Master, uh, as well as obviously speaking to to you and, and and other interviewers and stuff, I I went to UKGE and that was my first major kind of board game convention. Uh, I say major. I went. I I did Dragon Meat before that, which is also a, a significant convention. It wasn't a, a multi day one, um, and it's actually run by some some of the similar similar team members as, as UKGE. So uh, so that's all kind of kind of. Um, it was nice to see their faces again. Um, I remember at UKG when we when we saw you, we didn't actually get to speak to you because every single time we walked past your stand, there was just people just it was buzzing, you know. Which I think, yeah. I guess for you was was great for you to just be sitting there and have people just coming up to you and wanting to see. It really was. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think kind of it's it's because it's uh, uh it had take that elements. I know that the take that elements in a game are very marmite, kind of like you know you either love it or you hate it. Um, but uh, as as a as a kind of theatre in front of people. That sort of thing is awesome because, yeah, the, the kind of reactions you get from people when they kind of like, you know, snatch uh, sort of victory from the jaws of defeat or, yeah, yeah. or de- defeat from the jaws of victory in some cases um, is, uh, is is amazing to watch and kind of the oohs and the ahs kind of the people around and stuff is is fun on kind of you know on on the on the roll of a dice or what have you. So um, so that was really cool. Uh, yeah. So the buzz that that I got was 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 you know personally from it was was great and kind of like yeah I went away feeling like kind of like pretty elated about the whole thing and kind of you know excited and and uh and yeah it's the first time i think i'd um i guess really thrown myself out you know with the product and and yeah. stood in front of people and talked about it you know with art and stuff it's you know it's, it's all online now right so kind of like you put something out there and you may or may not get a few comments on it and stuff but that's about as far as it goes but standing there and kind of like talking about all the decisions you've made and kind of, you know, all the, all the sort of like, you know, reasons that is this and, 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 and where you want to go with it and stuff was, was pretty amazing. And also that, you know, um, the artwork is very different to my normal artwork. It's kind of really sort of silly, kind of like fun, cartoony mm. sort of stuff rather than kind of quite deep, like heavy fantasy um, stuff, which I love doing, but the uh, art for Hero Master was a breakout, but that becomes really appealing. I think for people to walk past and sort of see these kind of like silly looking kind of cartoon characters fighting dragons and obviously losing um so yeah it is yeah. very attention grabbing definitely um so yeah that was cool thank you for um yeah for supporting it as well i appreciate right. that yeah um yeah i'm just good. looking at the i'm just oh, well i've got the campaign now so let's uh let's talk a bit about the uh, the post campaign uh stuff so the the original of looking at the original pledge it says estimated delivery june 2019 mm. um, i marked it as received on in january 2020 so that's yeah. a bit of slippage. Not not bad as far as Kickstarters go, you know. Yeah, I have to say, I, it's 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 sad because you know, kind of like back when was it launched? Uh, uh, good question. Um, yeah. Let's have a look. I can tell Kickstarter you. Kickstarter wants me to log in, so I can't tell you at the moment. Oh no! Right. Well, let me uh, fill that silence with uh, a little bit of conversation about the uh, the the end date. But we um, we I say we as if as if it's more than one of us. <laughs> I <laughs> I can't blame anyone else. I um yeah I I really felt like I was going to be having read millions of stories about kind of people um doing kickstarters and not delivering on the date that they say and then kind of this this general consensus that well kickstarters are always late you know it's forgivable it's this that and the other and stuff and kind of like you know you, you kind of 
I start to feel like kind of publishers maybe maybe they were just getting a bit comfortable with the idea that they could kind of promise something and and it didn't really mm. matter whether it kind of turned up a bit late and stuff. And I was like, I I am doing this myself. I haven't got to wait for a, an artist to finish stuff or a graphic designer to kind of pass things. I haven't got you know kind of anything to worry about. All I need to do is kind of like get my act together, get stuff sorted, send it to the manufacturer, and it's done. Like and then it goes out and kind of like if the ship sinks, I can't do much about that. But otherwise, you know, kind of sort of you know we're golden. I was going to be the guy that broke the mold. I was going to do things differently. I was going to prove that it could be done. And, you know, kind of sort of like, and what I found was I then had to become the guy who just sat in front of the camera and just reassured people. Because I think if things go wrong, the only thing you can do is be up front and talk about stuff. So I took it from writing, um, just, you know, actually writing, written updates to actually just getting in front of the video and talking. Cause I think people, if they can see your face, they can see your disappointment with where things are going and kind of like why things are going wrong. So to kind of fill in some of the gaps on kind of what was kind of happening was um, initially we had issues with coin sizes and stuff. There was a bit of a discrepancy and the kind of what I was hoping for the coins to uh, the metal coins that came with the, the deluxe version uh, were just not of a size. Um, the smallest coin was just not of a size that could be readable in any, any sort of mm. way. You could sort of, they were different colors and stuff in terms of different metals, but um, yeah, it just wasn't going to work for what I'd intended and really kind of like, that that was supposed to be a really really kind of high end kind of exciting kind of product and stuff. Funnily enough, the coins have sold amazingly, kind of like just as as kind of fancy coins. So you know, I'm glad I did them well because they worked out well in the end. But it just there was a lot of back and forth. It ended up costing quite a bit more, and I was determined all the way through because again I didn't have overheads. I knew that the profit that I would make would be usually be payable to an artist was coming to me so any any mistakes i made i was covering with my own finances you know so kind of like i don't have to worry about those extra things and and what have you so i was quite lucky in that respect obviously it ate into the profit margin but there's certain things i was determined to do so that went back and forth for you know a while the trouble is again kind of being in um and i think people will find this in most cases doing kickstarters is that and i know my clients find this right now let's say for example um and I'll use a recent one um, that I've worked on. I live in the UK. My client lives in America. They're manufacturers in, the, in, in, in China. So my client might send me something while I'm asleep. I get the email, <clears throat> have to fit it into my schedule, get back. That might be when my client's asleep. They then get that email, then send that to China. China might be asleep. This and the other. That process can take a yeah. week just to get one thing sorted. And then China come back and say, ah, you know, kind of like it needs to be in this particular resolution or it needs to be this or there's slippage issues or, you know, kind of like with, uh, you know, sort of how it's going to print and that comes back and then that process starts again. So obviously take me out of that equation, but kind of that sort of thing was happening kind of with with the, the communication, kind of like this this elongated communication where you think how long does an email take to send or how long does it take to, you know, yeah. or if someone doesn't get back to you straight away and then you, you know, kind of like, did you get my email? Yes, okay, cool, comes back again, this, that and the other and stuff. So those simple processes can take a long time. So we had the coins and then also... The uh, other issue I had was with the um, plastic insert, which I still is is my is my point of my my bugbear. I don't know whether I'd do a plastic insert again. I feel there's too much room for error. I think they can get crushed on kind of delivery and what have you and stuff mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. And that's one thing that we had issues with with the um, I say we again. I had issues with with the um, deluxe game was that we had uh, put in this plastic insert. And um, yeah, there was there was sort of numerous issues. Uh, fortunately, the community had been amazing about it, and 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 sort of, you know uh, were feeding back to me. And yeah, it's it's completely fine. It's got a few dinks and a few dents and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, there was a just a frustrating amount of kind of backwards and forwards that went into that uh, over sort of sizing and kind of like what would fit. Um, cut a long story short, yeah, I think kind of like I pushed the button because I could see that time was running out. Um, we were already late. And yeah, I think I kind of like, I, pro- I probably ate uh, an inferior thing to what I would have liked to have made for that final thing. So that's the, that's the one thing that I think they kind of like really kind of put a dampener on on, on the whole production. Um, otherwise, I think it was all pretty smooth. Like kind of like, you know, everything else was was um, was really good and, 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 and came through and, and yeah, kind of uh, there's been no issues with any kind of like of the prints or anything, which I think can be a nightmare when you kind of, especially when you're doing your first game and you're not aware of being able to ask for, right, this isn't up to scratch, this isn't right, you know, kind yeah. of, I can imagine you just being terrified of kind of being like, I've got this and it's not right at all. Um, yeah, so it's good. And I, <laughs> I paid for quite a few samples to come through and that's probably what, what slowed things down as well because being uber cautious all the way through, uh, I didn't want to get things wrong. And yes, it was, yeah, six months late, yep. but my goodness, I'm so glad I paid for those samples. Like kind of like any, if I could give anybody any advice is just if if you change anything, get a sample sent to you. If you change a thing, get a sample sent to you. And I did it with the coins. I did it with the insert tray, which still, again, as I say, personal bugbear, um, but with the cards and stuff as well. I had a, a tablecloth that I'd made of like the kind of the fantasy map um, of the uh, of Snooze Haven, which is where it's set. Um, I made a change to the artwork on that. Got one sent to me. It was mental. I don't know what I don't know what what, what happened, um, but uh, the complete sort of kind of yeah, the print was really off. So had that kind of changed again. So yeah, definitely, definitely. I think you need to assume that nobody knows what you're talking about when you're making it and handing things over to somebody else. Like kind of like, and I think that's the best way to look at it. So. Um, mm. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, October yes. 2018, by the way. October 2018, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I, I, I guess that's not mega ambitious to sort of say that eight months to June mm-hmm. would be, you know, kind of like a, a doable thing. But yeah, no, I'm pleased. And, and, and as I say, the community were, were very, very cool about it and stuff. I think I had one or two people who maybe missed some of the updates and stuff were kind of concerned about kind of the – their pledges coming out and then once they kind of read back over the comments and stuff, they could see how kind of vocal I'd been and, 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 and how the community were kind of reacting to it. So, yeah, I think once you get a community behind you, you're motivated, you're inspired, you don't want to let people down, like kind of like all these different things like kind of like, so yeah, again, having that community from the start, not only did it help kind of fund the Kickstarter, but it helped produce the Kickstarter as well. So um, yeah, that was a. I guess it helped your mental health a lot as well, knowing that people were generally behind you. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and do you know what mental health is, um, is no joke, right? Kind of like in terms of, of, of doing these things, working on your own, all that sort of stuff, like kind of, um, uh, I was very lucky to have the support of the community. I was very lucky to have like family sort of support and stuff, but my goodness, I, remember when I said I, I, I'm bad at maths, uh, <laughs> day one, when I saw the pledges first start coming in, I just, I, I stupidly looked back over my spreadsheet of like, you know, all the outgoings and the incomings and this, that, and, yeah. the other and, and where we'd need to get to. And I was like, I haven't got, I haven't nearly enough covered what I need to spend to get this going. And it's already launched and I'm freaking out. And as soon as that kind of like you, you sort of uh, descend into that, it's really then hard to be logical and work back through things and stuff. And my math, as mm. I say, math isn't my strongest point. 
and then kind of going back through things, I literally, I had like a, like a, a miniature meltdown, like kind of like on that day. And as much as I was kind of like in the comments, like buzzing, excited about that, you know, the fact it was working and kind of like, you know, pledges were coming in and stuff. And there was a big part of me that's like, I've just, I've worked on this for five years and I'm about to cancel it. This is nuts. Like kind of like, and then I fortunately wow. got a hold of Gonzalo uh, again. And he's like, we've been over those numbers like 11 times, like just, don't worry about it. Like it is, I can guarantee you it's absolutely fine. And I think just knowing that um, was kind of like, yeah, that was, it was, it was good. I felt good about it and I could enjoy the rest of the campaign. But yeah, I think kind of like um, that, that worried me. I think it's, it's, it was the idea of letting people down, I think kind of sort of like, and, and, and building an audience and kind of like then sort of almost rug pulling to sort of say, actually, no, stop stop everything you know kind of like it was it was a it was a legitimate concern so but i'm glad i'm glad i had someone to talk sense into me and sort of like you know sort of see it through and um but uh but yeah i think kind of you know in terms of, of mental health I, um i think uh you you're you're right in terms of kind of sort of like mentioning it because you are you are putting yourself out there in front of a lot of people and and, and everyone's mm. voice can have an impact on you um and i think it's important to be able to have a community of like kind of other publishers so i think all the groups that are on facebook now that kind of support each other and kind of like you know um designer kind of uh, groups and, and publisher groups are great because you can get a little bit of, of support sometimes when maybe things are getting you down because everybody you know mistakes happen and 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 also as as with every hobby board games are full of really great people but also some not so great people. I yeah. was fortunate enough to, I think, probably avoid all the not so great people for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's because my game's got a sense of humour and, and those guys don't have it. But maybe, um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. But yeah, I was pretty lucky. But you hear some horror stories, and and and, and I can only imagine that can that can really kind of like get people down. And and, and I've even heard stories of of, of people um, running Kickstarter campaigns, and it, and it really kind of being deter- de- deteriorating their, their, their mental health to a point where the mm. campaign doesn't get released because of that, you know? So I think that kind of, you know, um, if you're an audience for Kickstarters, I, I, I appreciate that people are, are paying for a product and they want to get their product and this, that, and the other, and feel that kind of like, you know, quite rightly that they are, are owed something. I mean, you've just got to be patient. You've got to realize that there's somebody else at the end of it. And I think kind of, you know, um, having experienced that, now even in a positive way and knowing how positively it impacted me getting all that positive feedback i can only imagine um the opposite happening uh, and that must yeah. be really tough to sort of feel like you're on an island and, and, and get that so um particularly you know i wrote an article about it on our, on our blog the other day um <clears throat> about the shipping issues and stuff that are happening right now and kind of like the grief that kind of uh, publishers are getting uh you know, and, 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 and how to deal with it. And obviously all you can do is be upfront about it. Um, you know, it's like the choice for the, for the audience or the backer is, do you want to force your publisher out of business by making them pay four times the amount they thought they were going to for something? Um, and then never have games from them again and never have a, a really cool kind of expansion to that game. Or do you want to just kind of hang out and just, you know, support that publisher until things blow over a bit. And, uh, cause things will go back to normal. Like, you know, they, that we've already announced in, in the UK when we're going back to normal, it'll probably change again, but um, yeah. you know, uh, so, so things will, will go back to normal and stuff. And I think it's just kind of a case of um, yeah. Trying to, trying to support, to support them. I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm very pro publisher and an anti backer because that's, that's not the case at all. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I think something, something's just out of hand, especially kind of when you've got a huge 
worldwide pandemic like like we do at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, it's not. I think Kickstarter have done a lot of work on their website lately. You know, someone who backs a reasonable amount of projects, I've noticed a lot of changes to the the, the process of backing there, where they they put in your face more that if you're not buying something, you are helping support someone. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. hopefully you'll get a you'll get your reward at the end of it, but there are no guarantees, you know. So yeah, I guess it is. It's it's almost like investing in a business, right? But you, yeah, you, rather than exactly getting share, shares of the company, you're you're getting a, the product that they are putting out, and and hopefully something you know nice extra, or or maybe a bit earlier, or or some kind of little bonus, or just the the goodwill that you know that you you've done something to support a, a company that may otherwise not have actually been able to do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I've yeah, had a couple of hundred projects over the last what five six years and uh, there's only one that has not delivered and d- looks like it's never going to deliver so i think i've got a pretty good hit that's, rate but that um, is a really good hit rate and, I, I, and yeah. I, I think actually that's probably quite a realistic hit rate and i think kind of the ones that don't deliver a few and far between like yeah. yes they do uh are you able to say which one has, hasn't delivered just that uh, it was a it was a game called a dog's life um oh, right, which, okay. uh it, the, the, there's lots of conversations on bgg and facebook and disagreements between the original designer and the people who are publishing it on oh, no, there's yeah. something going on there it and does... there was another game which was called yukon salon which uh the creator went radio silent for about three years and then a few months ago we got we all got a message from atlas games the people who do gloom and saying that they picked it up, and that they were going to, oh, wow. as part of the as part of the uh, agreement to buy the game, they were going to supply it to all the backers as well. Wow, so, um, that's incredible! That was one I thought was that was another one I thought was you know never going to turn up, and then all of a sudden, out the blue, they were like, "Yep, yeah, we're going to do this for you." Did you ever find out really what good. happened to the to the to the guy who who or, or the person who? No, I mean, sort of, no. maybe that's yeah. You never know, do you? It's it's, it's a strange old world and stuff. And the, the positive thing is that kind of it sounds like you know. Um, there was there was an intention to kind of publish a game there. I know that there are and have been flagged. I remember what was the one that was kind of recently. I say recently, probably a couple of years ago now. But there was a very very uh, miniature heavy game which kind of like got flagged as an absolute uh, scam. And fortunately, the community kind of rallied round and made it quite clear. And I think it got pulled from Kickstarter in the end. I think I vaguely remember that happening, but I couldn't tell yeah. you what the game was. Uh, but yeah, so so interesting. But it's it's great that the community is so kind of like you know. Um, communicative and they do tend to kind of, yeah. sort of be able to kind of work together to, to, to work out things and either support or or kind of um, whistleblow where, where necessary <clears throat> which is really good I think we, we I think we're a pretty good self-policing community for the most part it sometimes can go, go a little bit unruly uh, in yeah. some cases um, you know kind of but uh, but you know for, for the majority I think kind of I think our community is actually um, it's pretty solid. I think kind of sort of when you, when you look around and sort of, you know, the inclusivity and stuff, um, you know, all the sort of for, for video games, for example, like the whole Gamergate thing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and you think board games, I feel like there's such a, such, it feels so far removed from my experience. You know, when I go to a convention and stuff, I, I feel like kind of everyone is mega inclusive and mega kind of like kind of conscious of, um, you know, kind of other people's feelings and, and, and other people's kind of like they want to, where they want to live their lives and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I love that. I think it's great, and um, yeah, it's a community I'm really proud to to be a part of. And yeah, it's um, yeah, I've made some really really good friends through. Not, I mean, I mean, partly doing the podcast, but partly just going to you know local gaming groups and playing games, and and even at the expo, you know, I mean, you've, there've been a couple of horror stories in, over the last couple of expos from, from individuals who didn't do things in quite the right way um, that I won't go into here. But I mean, in general, sure, I, yeah. I don't, I, I've never encountered anyone you know like that. Yeah, I, personally. I, I mean, 
in fairness to 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 the world, we are two white guys. If anyone's listening that is to, true. to a podcast, that is incredibly true. We are probably the two least likely guys to encounter problems. Um, You're right, but yeah. So 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 it's not. You know, I I know that you and I both aren't saying that there aren't um, aren't issues, but you know, kind of. I think also, you know. Um, from our point of view, it's fair to say that we, you know, we've had a pretty good time and, 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 and that's great too. And yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, 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 I can only imagine <clears throat> that someone will, would, would be able to sort of kind of give me a, a million reasons why I'm wrong saying the community is great, but yeah, that um, is true. But yeah, but I, yeah, personally, I love it. I think it's great. And, and, uh, people look after each other, which is the main thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you just got to look at uh, things like the, um, the Dice Terrors, you know, Jack Vassal Memorial Fund, where they raise money, and then if a ga- someone in the board games space is, is in need of support, they they provide support for them. You know, things like that. So that's, that's incredible. Why they do like that charity auction every year on BGG, and all the proceeds for that go to go to that, which I think is amazing. No way, I hadn't actually realised that there was a, there was a foundation for it. That's that's absolutely incredible. I'll, I'll look yeah, one Tom Vassal named it after um, I think he had a child who died. I you know very early whether it was either when he was um when she whether it was a miscarriage or whether he died not long after he was born I'm not sure but yeah right, so sure. he started this foundation in in his honor and uh, and yeah that's a really incredible thing yeah that's it's really good I mean sort of, I've I've even seen like in the small communities on Facebook and stuff kind of sort of like GoFundMe's like for people who are like kind of you know they lost their jobs in the in the pandemic or kind of you know various different things and kind of like you know it's sort of because I I think maybe they were selling a whole bunch of their games like I just need to pay the mortgage and stuff and then someone's like screw that like kind of like yeah I'm just gonna like keep your games we'll sort you out sort of thing and you think wow. Yeah. What what a great story, you know, kind of like that's uh, it's, it, that's incredible to be around. So um, so yeah, uh, it doesn't surprise me that the um, the Tom sort of you know vassal thing has has, has happened too. Um, but the pandemic thing is interesting. You you've just sparked something in my brain. I wonder how many people who have found themselves out of work, but have found a new passion for creative stuff. I'm sure there's quite a few people. You never know. We might see like a bloom, a, a, a blossom of new games or, or just well, general I, I think stuff you're right. over the next you couple know, of years as i said to you when i referred to the pandemic as a holiday not long ago um accidentally um do it yeah during that time I, I i felt like i had so much more time to um because everyone was at home and stuff so you have all that kind of like those travel bits and bits and pieces and stuff uh yeah i just i spent a lot of time kind of playtesting a game that probably yeah you know has been fast tracked because of that so um yeah and i think that kind of other people feel the same as well um and it's as you know it's the industry is very very um indie in its kind of sort of uh, uh makeup and, and feels like it's going more and more so yes you've got the huge huge companies like fantasy flight and stuff uh, and other ones like say for example awaken realms who have come from being very small to now feeling like yeah. a, a large company um but there's the, there's the the indie game the indie kind of publishing sort of side of things is um is rife you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's in, in a positive way is um is is just yeah full-on like kind of i uh i'd like to see some stats actually on kind of like how many kickstarters are sort of still released per month because i know when i was racing ki- ki- uh uh here in master kickstarter um it was kind of overwhelming and i was sort of like am i am i throw am i kind of just shouting into the wind now or like you know kind of like <laughs> am i just part of this huge wave which is really cool and it's sort of like two ways to look at it right kind of it could be that you are you know, now in the masses of kind of like just about to get lost in the masses or whether you're, you know, part of something greater. And it's sort of, you know, I feel like, are you looking up facts and figures now? 
I am, but I can't find anything. So, <laughs> oh, so you kind of just sort of going to kind of research mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no. So I, I think kind of that's my experience of kind of uh, of publishing Hero Master. They've sort of got a thousand and one stories on kind of um, you know do's and don'ts and and, and bits and pieces, uh, which are probably kind of we could talk about for hours. But I'm, I'm not going to um, kind of delve too deep on that for for the time being. I'm sort of aware that I've witted about my own game for half an hour already. So uh... hey, mate, that's fine. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're here for. Um, well, let's talk about the other reason you're here and and what you've been spending, I guess, most of your time when you're not playtesting your own game uh, during the pandemic doing as well. So um, yeah, sure. Doodle Maple. Yeah, thank you for right. making that easy segue for me. Well, it, it was, I'm a master of the segue. <laughs> um yes well you know i was i've been very tempted at times just to kind of sort of uh, uh sort of name drop it which i think i have a few times unfortunately i, I desperately okay. try not to but um the, the reason being is 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 talking about community again and yeah when i sort of say about kind of the board game community being mega friendly i don't just mean like players punters at conventions all that sort of stuff like the people behind the scenes um who are in sort of like sort of the marketing uh, reviewers, interviewers like like yourself, um, have just been so unbelievably sort of welcoming um, and uh, amazing, kind of through that Hero Master experience. And now we're making something else. Um, I'm feeling the same again, and I feel I feel almost a bit kind of like, um, yeah, like a kid in a candy shop because there's so many supportive people who are willing to kind of sort of like help you out, and and I love that. Um, and it makes you know kind of like life easy, and 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 we want to pay that forward, and, and we're trying to do that now, kind of uh, with what we're doing. So, without um, further ado, I'll just explain what it is, so people actually know what I'm talking about. So, Doodle Meeple is a free to use platform for the board game industry. So, with a with a vision that we will help people um, find work. Uh, further their career in the tabletop industry and also help people make games by introducing people maybe who don't have a network to make board games uh, find that network online so if they're if they're looking for artists or if they're looking for rules editors if they're looking for reviewers or play testers or anything in between uh you know kind of whether it's to kind of actually like sort of push their game at the end whether it's marketing and, and, and social media management um we're working on kind of getting um manufacturers involved as well now and all of that pipeline so hopefully once you um kind of come up with your idea you you'll be able to to kind of work with us and find all those different things that you need now um we don't charge commission uh, for people who kind of come through us there's no sign up fee um we are purely a donation based thing it's 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 you know the plan is to try and help people so mm. we we originally had a commission model to try and keep the company running and realized that rather than actually kind of like fostering this community that we wanted to kind of help, we ended up policing this community to kind of ensure that kind of like that people were following the right channels and this, that, and the other to kind of to, to follow our business model. And within a few months, we're like, just get rid of it. Like this, this is, this is horrible. Like this is not what we set out to do at all. Um, so now we've, we've just hit 800 uh, registrations, which is great. So those are kind of people who you can work alongside and collaborate with, or people who are collaborating with those people. Uh, we have had some success stories come through that people have got jobs, you know, through the system already, uh, and have increased their kind of uh, schedule as an artist or kind of other creative. And we call people creatives 
anyone who works in the board game industry essentially is a creative mm-hmm. and then we have creators of the people who hire those people and that's kind of how we how we sum them up um to kind of to, to our users um <clears throat> but that's going on already so it's, it's really really great to see and kind of you know the feedback we're getting um we are building on um so we had a major update the other day on kind of like how we display our profiles and stuff to make things easier for people when they're kind of browsing artists or kind of like other roles and stuff you know particularly visual roles um so yeah, the idea of the, the the whole thing is to really kind of um, essentially make games that would otherwise not be made because people would have these ideas in their head and just think I'm you know I'm never going to make that game. Like yeah. I was fortunate enough to be working in the board game industry as an artist to start to see avenues on how you make a game and and have have relationships with people who are making games to be able to do that. I'm aware that that doesn't happen to many people who enjoy board games and and, and, and have an idea and, and like to make them. And I, and, I, and I think, and sort of from some of the polls that we did in the lead up to kind of building um, Doodle Meeple is that I think there's a lot of people who play board games who have aspirations to make board games. Like if, if you like board games, I think you have that sort of strategic mind and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know about you, but the, start to think about how you might remake certain parts of the game to start off with. And you think, well, actually that's that'd be a cool idea for a game. And then every time you talk about it, like that idea for a cool game, you kind of riff on a little bit. And if you ever take the time to start making notes on that, it becomes crazy addictive. Like kind of like, you know, kind of up at night, sort of scribbling notes down the first thing in the morning. Like I, we, we would go on holiday, like a, you know, family holiday. And instead of like taking a book with me, I'd just take a notepad and that would be it. And I would be so happy you know, kind of like my wife's like, you're not reading a book. I'm like, no, just going to be making up my <laughs> characters and stuff and tables and all sorts. And um, so, so with that kind of, sort of in mind, it kind of, it, it became clear that, yeah, there's a huge need for kind of for, for, for somewhere for, to centralize all of this kind of communication and stuff, because when I, as I say, working as a digital artist for the past decade, um, about seven years of that, I'll be working in board games Um <clears throat> and then sort of creating uh, Hero Master as well. I've seen both sides of it. I've seen kind of like where there is a struggle for people to find work as a creative and there's a struggle for creators to find the people they need to make the games they want to make. Yes, there's Board Game Geek and I love Board Game Geek. It's great. It's such a good reference site, but it's not an industry career site. It's 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 a, it's a hobby site, right? Kind of like, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're, you're tracking wins and losses. You're, you're, you're reviewing games. You're kind of like, you know, asking for feedback, uh, sorry, uh, kind of rules, clarifications, all that sort of stuff. So within the hobby, like kind of that's how you'd interact with the site, I guess, in a sense. Whereas, um, and, and yes, there are forums on there that kind of encourage people to kind of post job listings and this, that, and the other and stuff. But we wanted to have a much more um, kind of defined way of working with people. So now, and due to popular demand, we are adding a big chunk to this, which I'll explain in a minute. But right now, when you go on Doodle Meeple, if you are looking for people to work with, you can um, have a quick look at who's on there already and have a look at their work without signing up or doing anything. That's, that's something that we've made really, really transparent. Also, talking about transparency, we've made sure that all of our creatives, you can link, uh, they have links to their, to their websites, to their email, to their social media and stuff, so that it's not kind of like behind a big paywall and, you know, kind of like you can't get to who you want to get to. We're, you know, we're there to help people. So if we can make it easier for you, we will. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially when you go on there as a creator, someone who wants to make a game, you can go on, you can f- have a quick, quick browse. And then when you're ready, you can create a brief. So let's say, because I'm an artist and this is what I kind of continually f- refer back to. I'm an artist. You want to make a, a brief for five character cards for a game just to get started and stuff and kind of like get some stuff for your Kickstarter to, to, to show off like how the game's going to look the aesthetic. Um, we provide you 
sort of fields to fill out your brief. So kind of like kind of things from my point of view, and as an artist, I'd like to know before I kind of start working on something or before I start quoting or something. And once you've done that, you can choose up to five creatives that you want to get a quote from. Now, the reason for this is essentially so that if you are a new uh, publisher or even, you know, a publisher with, with limited time, that you don't get put up a job ad and then just receive a thousand irrelevant responses that you then have to trawl through shortlist work out you know kind of who's going to be worthwhile or not you actually get to target the people you're genuinely interested in working with who will work well for your game on the flip side as a creative you know that if you get a uh, request for a quote that you're one of a very small number of people who are kind of like vying for that for that particular quote so uh, for that particular brief, should I say? So it just means that kind of the the rapport, the relationship between those two parties is already a lot lot stronger, and and kind of the the, the responses are uh, much better thought out. They're kind of much more bespoke, um, and that's that was that's our original plan. Now, because also people are going on there because they're trying to find work, and there are some publishers publishers who are just generally looking for maybe kind of multiple artists to do something for them or kind of multiple kind of different uh, uh, skills within uh, their board game. We're now actually developing an actual job board where people can either send their job to a small number of creatives or they can just put it out to the wide world. And that just basically means that you've got both covered. You you can either go down the very, very defined route or um, you can kind of put it out to everybody. And that also means that, uh, for example, if you don't get the response you needed from the initial kind of push to the small number of of, of creatives, you can then throw it out to the job board and and, and kind of see who kind of comes back to you, which is great. And someone Uh, might come up with something that you'd not considered, which is, which is always a bonus as well. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. It's kind of like, and and it just, it means also that kind of like the creatives that go on there can actually see that there are kind of jobs going through and they can apply to something if they want to. Cause I know I've been in a position before where I'm sort of like, I just need to find some work, like kind of like, you know, I just need to go on there. I, c- I can't afford to wait for someone to contact me. I want to go and contact them. So we're, we're working on kind of ways that we can maybe potentially kind of like have publishers that maybe green light themselves as currently looking for kind of like people to join them and various other things. So kind of like, um, so that's a, a next major update that we're going to be doing. Um, my business partner and I, so my business partner is Tim. He's a, he's the web dev and I'm kind of more the, um, board game person having kind of you know kind of worked in it and 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 done stuff and i do the marketing side of things um we're kind of pretty much working on this uh yeah more than part-time it's um you know kind of we're 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 doing sort of uh, almost two full-time jobs really he's he's working on kind of like a um you know another job uh, in in web development i'm doing artwork for for games and books and bits and pieces and stuff but yeah we, we are dedicating a lot of time to kind of just just get this rolling so um, there's a lot of changes going that's already happened. So if you initially logged in at the start uh, when we kind of started uh, yeah. at the end of last year um, to now, it'll look very, very different to kind of to, to what you would have seen. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's all progressing really well. And I kind of, you know, essentially if, if you are, um, first of all, if you're a creator and you have either experience looking f- uh, making board games and you um are looking for either a new aesthetic or looking for a role that you wouldn't normally look for. So it might be a miniature painter because you have all of a sudden decided to include minis in your game and you don't know how to make them look the best they possibly can do for your Kickstarter. Uh, we have miniature painters on there. Or it could be that you now have moved from making Euro games to really, really heavy narrative, kind of like you know immersive games uh, with like a, a great storyline. We have creative writers and world builders that will work with you to produce that too. Mm-hmm. If you are a completely new creator, it's the perfect place because it just puts 
everyone that you possibly need at your fingertips straight away rather than having to dig around the internet going to deviant art and finding people who aren't necessarily qualified um you know or, or may not respond to you or kind of like you know going to all these various other places and sort of trying to dig around and kind of it's being in the right place at the right time it's all centralized and it's all there for you um if you are creative uh, and you are either working in the board game industry and you're not getting enough work to sustain yourself, this gives you another great avenue of work within the industry that you've chosen to work in. Um, if you're working in, in, a, in a very similar industry, like the video game industry, or maybe kind of working in books like I transitioned from, I, I, I originally worked in books and video games and have oh, since okay. moved to board games in the you know, past seven years. Um, all those skills, skills, believe me, are really transferable, you know, kind of like, and, and that goes for marketing as well. It goes for uh, copywriting and proofreading and all those kind of things like those skills. If you have a passion for board games and you work in marketing, there's a massive way you can combine those two, you know, kind of like, so people, you know, I wish I had have really kind of paid for marketing for Hero Master because I think that kind of, if I just kind of maybe segregated a bit of the profits that I'd made into that, it could have been an, an even bigger kind of success. So, um, you know, there's things that kind of like, you know, what I learned from making it myself is yes, you can make it yourself, but I think you can play to your strengths and in future work with other people and, and, and you can find them there on, on, on doodle meeple. As I say, it's, it's free to use. So, you know, there's, there's nothing really to lose apart from the time of just setting up your profile. Um, and then once you're, once you're there, because you can be found by, you know, the publishers who are looking for people to work with, yeah, you know, you're, you're there, you're kind of in it to win it, you know? So it's, um, it's all, it's all there to go, but. We're not going to test us to how quick it is to set up a profile because I think I had mine fully up and running within 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, just, just kind of get a nice profile picture up and, and you know, kind of a, and a banner, a bit of information about yourself. And then you can kind of customize it to however you want. You can add multiple skills on there, for example. So we break it down per skill. So you can kind of go on there as an artist uh, uh, or you can go on there as a graphic designer or you can go on yeah. there as a, as a voiceover artist or something. But then you can also have other skills as well. So kind of when someone is searching for someone in one of those categories, you will still show up. Because I know that, for example, for me, I, I'm listed as a as an artist and a graphic designer because I do both. Uh, there might be someone who wants to be a miniature painter and a miniature sculptor, but they also do creative writing. You know, it's it, there's, there's, there's lots kind of available there. So, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll be working on kind of like reviews and testimonials and bits and pieces as, as time goes on. At the moment, you can, you, you provide your own testimonials, um, you know, kind of uh, for previous stuff that you've worked on mm -hmm. um, that would hopefully be verified by whoever you've worked with. Um, and the bigger we become, the more we can verify that. Um, but yeah, the bigger the community becomes, the, the better it is for everyone, essentially, because the more choice everybody has, the more games that get made, you know, kind of like everybody knows someone who wants to, to, to make a game everyone knows someone who wants to be in the industry so it kind of it it, it booms and gets bigger and, and and you know kind of like it helps us to uh to really facilitate what everybody needs um so in a nutshell that's what what doodle meeple is we're, we're really hoping it's going to be something that kind of changes the industry for the better um just because there really was a kind of a a, a rather large gap um in uh in the industry for something which kind of was quite centralized. We're also working on um, doing a section on Kickstarter promotion as well to help people kind of like get their Kickstarters kind of out and in front of people too, uh, particularly people who have worked with us. So kind of like we want to hear success stories about kind of, oh, I found my artist through you and now we're launching. You know, we'd, we'd like to shout about that, you know. Yeah. So um, 
all those kind of things that, that, that kind of we can do to kind of publicize things. We also have a, a blog where we interview um, people in the industry as well and give advice and tips and maybe kind of things that are useful, like kind of, uh, you know, uh, anything that kind of like new products that come out that are worthwhile sort of talking about. I did one the other day for um, uh, something that I'm using at the moment, um, which is £2.50 on Steam, um, <clears throat> which is called, and I can find out uh, what it's called. Um, uh, Flowscape, that's it, um, okay. which is, yeah, a kind of like a, a 3D generation tool. So you can you can make environments and stuff. So when I when someone says, oh, can you, you, know, can you make a fantasy village for me? And then this is going on sort of thing. I can quickly, within half an hour, knock something together to get all my perspectives and everything and stuff sorted and stuff. And then I can just whiz around that with a camera, just taking photos. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So it's it's really awesome. You can set up where the sun's coming from. You can set it to moon or kind of like, you know, kind of like, sorry, nighttime, moon or moon or sun. <laughs> night, night, nighttime or daytime. Um, moon or you know, sun. Moon or sun. Um, so it is very fancy based. So kind of if you're looking for something sci-fi, I think there are kind of like modules you can add to it. But um, yeah, for £2.50, I thought, wow, this is this is pretty nifty. So yeah, we, just, we, we kind of threw up a small article about that. I did one this morning about, oh my God, did you hear about the World of Warcraft meets pandemic? Oh, yes. I was like, I am. Um, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I don't care. I'm definitely buying that. Yeah, even if I just have to solo it, man. I, like, it looks yeah, yeah. so good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm mega excited about it. Uh, did you see the video for it? Because the miniatures, oh my god, look so good. I, I did. Yeah, that's, that's. I don't know how much it's going to be, but uh, yeah, well. Yeah, it I'm looks hoping really we'll good. get to see more of it at UKG because Z-Man have got a stand there, but whether that'll be too soon for them to show anything, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, mega exciting. And kind of like, yeah, two kind of really cool franchises, like kind of like, you know, you know, bumping boots. It's uh, it's pretty good. But the theme um, makes sense as well. The Lich King's, um, you know, it's spreading around and you have to or stop whatever, it. Yeah. it. It makes yeah. per- perfect sense. <clears throat> it really does. It's really cool. It's, it's cool. I wonder how that how much they'll change the, the kind of like the model from, you know, whether yeah. it's just a pure reskin or whether there will be, I assume there'll be kind of like little, kind of mechanics and bits and pieces i wonder whether they'll because they've got characters where the whether you will pick up treasure and loot along the way or this that, and the other stuff that'd yeah. be quite cool you can speculate all you like but i'll be buying it either way so <laughs> yeah yeah um no it looks it looks cool i've just been looking at your uh your your doodle meeple profile um, oh yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> no, i didn't um, realize you did uh the art well the graphic design for uh, magic and mayhem that's another game I backed on Kickstarter a while Oh, back. no way. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Um, yeah, nice kind of um, – it was a father-son project, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, very impressive that they managed to get a hold of the license for it. I mean, sort of an, an, you know, it's, it's genuine. Yeah. I've sort of seen, the, seen them talking at kind of like uh, conventions and stuff about it and, and what have you. Um, so, yeah. Um, no, I just I just did the kind of like the, the card templates and stuff for it, so I didn't have much to do with the, um, the actual illustration and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I just, uh, proud moment, just, uh, recently got a gig working for cubicle seven who are, they do the Warhammer, uh, role play games. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's like a kind of a grail thing for me, man. It, 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 like the moment I could start working on like a Warhammer license thing, I was like over the moon. So, um, so that's, that's been a big win for me, uh, this year, um, as well as doodling people, um, so yeah, if if Doodle Meeple goes full time, uh, and I end up kind of like it becomes my my one and only thing I focus on, I think I'll, I'll, I will 
definitely carry on the contract with uh, with Cubicle Seven because they are, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to work on that stuff. Just absolutely love it. All the all the I've been sort of just listening to the uh, to the law today, like while I was doing some some artwork for them, was 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 pretty cool. It's kind of like my childhood dream come true, you know. Kind of like either listening to Iron Maiden and and, and painting models. I thought <laughs> I, I thought I, th- I thought that would be it, or you know, kind of. So uh, so yeah, this is um this is this is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, talking about if let's go back to Digital Maple. Um, your business partner. How do, how have you known? Was it someone you knew before you embarked on this yeah. project? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, funny enough, just we, we, we're in the process of writing an article about why we love uh, war games, um, which oh. is you know kind of sort of was. Uh, uh, I guess kind of I probably was. I guess I was a war gamer before a board gamer, I suppose. Like kind of, and and then kind of after you know people stop spending money when when you get to I guess like the sort of seventeen eighteen, and then you sort of start to go out into pubs and stuff rather than you know kind of sort of spending all of your money on miniatures, and then kind of like I think I just lost my way with it for a bit um and board games became the compact thing you could take around to someone's house for an evening mm. and have a similar experience like a strategy game where it was kind of like com- competitive and maybe a bit of conflict and this that and the other and stuff but didn't See, for break- me it was for me it was land parties because i didn't get into board games until a few years ago so for me it right. was we, me and my mates we all lugged our pcs around and uh, we all play like um quake or doom against each other so nice yeah yeah well t- tim my business partner was was probably the first person i had a, a lan uh you know kind of uh match with and i think it was on on dungeon keeper or dungeon keeper 2 oh yeah uh and then we also played quite a bit of um uh commander conqueror red alert as well yep. um so yeah I, I remember those days man definitely but have so you played tim, the remastered uh commander conquer by the way I, ha- I haven't no no but i have i have been playing a little bit of uh age of empires 2 again oh yeah uh, which has been pretty cool um but yeah yeah no commander conquer was the was was the granddaddy of them all wasn't it really it kind of, sort of it was uh it was, it was pretty awesome I, I look back on that and i think the graphics were amazing i think i might be in for a bit of a shock if i go and revisit it well, the remastered one's good. They've upscaled everything, and it looks oh, really, uh, oh, looks nice. really nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, anyway, I'll cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. No, no. I was just saying, kind of. Tim and I, you know, we're working on this article together at the moment because I said he he doesn't really write the articles, but I was like, I think you should write in this one because it's it's about you too. And um, <clears throat> basically, we met in year eleven, uh, which is the first year of high school for any of your American mm-hmm. listeners, um, and. I basically saw him pull out a Warhammer codex onto the table. And I was like, I think me and this guy are going to be friends. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so, so, so we kind of, you know, continue to kind of be mates throughout, uh, you know, our lives. And um, I always wanted to work with him. I always wanted to do something with him. Um, and he actually helped me with some of the doodle meeple marketing. He made a little character generator, which mm-hmm. I was very impressed with for doodle meeple, uh, for not doodle meeple, for hero master. Uh, where you can kind of click a button and it generates like a little. Oh, story. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, so he made that, um, you know, kind of just to kind of help me out and stuff. And and I was like, I'm going to work with this guy definitely. Kind of like, you know, I think I think it'd be fun. And uh, and then when I kind of talked to him, <clears throat> really about kind of like the other avenues that I work in, which is which is video games and um, and in books, um, are the two other main kind of things that I work on apart from board games. And I was talking to him about how much easier I find it to find work in those two than I do in board games because board games is very, very word of mouth and how difficult it is to start up and do that. And it took me kind of, sort of seven or eight years to really develop that. Despite it being mm-hmm. a really close-knit um, community, it's kind of like when you're on the outside looking in, it's really hard. When you find the in, it's a lot easier. Um, so I was like, mate, there's, 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 there's something here. We can, we can help people out, you know, kind of like we can, we can basically kind of fast-track people through that sort of 
10 to seven years, seven to 10 years that I did to kind of, you know, to get people into the industry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he, and he liked it and, and he's always wanted to be a part of the board game industry, despite kind of not, you know, um, having his, you know, a gamer, but hasn't been kind of working in the board game industry. So this is a perfect opportunity for him. And he's really pleased to now kind of be a part of it. I've been raving about the community for absolutely years anyway. So, um, so it'd be nice to have him at some conventions and stuff and, and bits and pieces. That'd be good to, to do. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's nice. The nice thing is, it's kind of going into business with someone that you know well, and there's no real worry about trust or anything. It's yeah. just kind of like, you just get on and do your thing and kind of like, you know, um, so that's really cool. Um, it takes a whole weight off kind of like, you know, thinking about the future or anything like that. You just kind of just, just get on and do stuff and, and enjoy it. And, and that's been, that's been, a part of it really the the process of kind of like i spent last night in front of the football i'm not a massive football fan i thought i'd better stick it on because it's a semi-final you know kind of oh, like, yeah but sat on twitter just finding awesome artists and just talking to them about doodle meeple and i was like this is so cool i've now got a reason just to kind of talk to these kind of like other artists that i really like and you know kind of like, and look at other people's work and feel inspired and yeah it's, it's it's something that kind of i probably should do as an artist anyway but um, but you know you always find time to do other things and stuff, and now there's a reason to do it is is pretty cool. I'm going to uh, interject the obligatory. It's coming home at this point, seeing as we've mentioned football. Although by the time people see or hear this, they'll know whether it came home or not. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are you a football fan? Nah, F1's my sport, mate. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Watching cars going around in circles. <laughs> yeah fair enough uh well they are pretty pretty exciting cars in fairness it's not just like uh they are a Vauxhall Astra just going around and you know kind of like uh around about that um, this time next week for those because we're recording this on the 8th this time next week uh I'll be packing ready to go to Silverstone so oh nice oh fantastic yeah wicked well I'm sure you have a wicked time other yeah. exciting news for you Uncle Matt Uncle Matt, nephew. The th- it's the third time I'm Uncle Matt. Oh, really? Oh, well, congratulations yeah. for those two as well. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was excited to see your picture this morning like that you sent me when I sort of said, still on for tonight? Yep, might see this little one first. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a new baby. That's exciting. Yeah, and I was just around you... there before we recorded this and he's uh, he was uh, fast asleep. I'm sh- sure that won't last very long. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. No, I, I, I'm I'm sure that they'll be making the most of that while it lasts. Because uh, yeah, I'm 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 with my second child nine months in now, and uh, we've sleep has all but disappeared uh, um, for all of us in the family now. So uh, so that's good. It's my but, sister's um, third boy as well, so she's got her hands full there. She has got her hands full. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure though. I like uh, I I now have a boy and a girl, and 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 my little girl seems like she's um, she's going to be more. Um, uh, bouncing off the walls than my than my son is. Oh, that was the, that's the case with me and my sister. She's three years younger than me, and even when we were at school, you know, she was always uh, a lot more energetic and a bit more of a troublemaker, shall we say, and, and things like that. So <laughs> I was the quiet one. Yeah, I reckon that I reckon that she is going to be uh, going to be the boss of the two of them. I think kind of like, and uh, that's actually a bit of a um, when I think about it, I think for the most part in our family, like kind of my nieces and nephews, we've all had a boy and a girl. I've always had the boy first. Um, which is bizarre, really, really bizarre, because there's, there's there's four families have all had a boy and a girl, and the boy first, oh, and, wow. and and the, and the sister has has generally ended up being the uh, the more vocal out of the two, which is great, I think, and it's uh, it's quite funny to to kind of watch the interactions and stuff. But yeah, so anyway, um, that aside, um, it's just another another nephew for you to train up in the board game world, isn't it? Really, I've tried with the old, so the eldest one's sixteen, 
uh, and then the other one is five, and then obviously the sixteen-year-old. I've tried. I've tried a couple of times. Oh no! But uh, he's much more interested in playing on his his Xbox. But yeah, is is that is that going to be a sign of the times? Are we are we in like a golden age of war games now? Because kind of like all of us kind of yeah, we experience uh, video games as well, but we've kind of gone back to board games. But do you think there is it going to be a long forgotten art? Do you think I don't know because games- I grew up. I grew up. So I was born in 1980. So I grew up in the 90s, and the and, and so the, the the late 90s, early 2000s was my was my golden era of gaming, right? Uh, and I I think the that that period of time, some of the most creative things came out in gaming. These days, you get games which are okay, you get the odd occasional hit, but most games are rinse and repeat the same thing over and over again. In, video in, games, I'm talking in the video about. games, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm with you, yeah. So, uh, but but I came into board games a few years ago, and uh, my mind was immediately blown. You know, it, it's something I'd never really considered. Uh, you know, and I'd, and I'd known a few people while I was at uni and and things uh, who played D and D, but it never never interested me. And it's funny how even now I've been in the board games space for for a few years. Uh, just before the pandemic started, a, a group of us from work started playing D and D. Oh, nice! So it's sort of sort of branched out into that. Yeah, how'd you um, get on with it? Because because I, I played a lot of D and D when I was younger, and uh, and 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 shamefully kind of haven't you know really found a group or, or had the time to kind of to, to do it. It's, it's, it's it, the, the trouble with D and D is with like with any campaign thing that you're playing in a group and you it's it's another added responsibility, isn't it? That's 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 the only yeah. bugbear I have. But like, yeah, I love it. We um we were we were quite loose with the rules. I mean, but I yeah. think that's probably the best way to play it. Definitely, you don't want to be too strict. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But then, but then we that sort of, that um that group came to a sort of end because the the, the DM uh, left to do something else. So then, at, once the pandemic started, one of the guys who was a player decided he wanted to, to DM himself, and he started a D and D campaign. And we did, I think, three sessions of that. And then at the end of the third session, it turned out that we. We're all actually what we thought we were playing D and D. We're all in a virtual reality, and it switched into a game of cyberpunk. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So he had yeah, to translate nice. all of the things that we'd given our characters in D and D into relevant traits in, in cyberpunk. That's so pretty was, cool. It, yeah, it was. It was really imaginative. We were our, our yeah. minds were like, "What? What's going on here? What's What's this? Oh, That's- we're playing uh, Cyberpunk Red. Okay." That's pretty cool. That's like because yeah, some sort of cross universe. Yeah. What yeah. if he does it? What if he does it again? And it was all a dream. Yeah, it was all uh, a dream again. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. But yeah, no, you can have so much fun with kind of like, you know, um, sort of, I guess with board games because, um, you know, you can't house rule a video game, can you, I guess? Like kind of like that's one yeah. of the exciting things about kind of board games is that and, and, and just being in a room with people. I do, I love the fact that you can now get, as I spoke to you at the start of the call, uh, excellent kind of board games online to play on Steam and stuff. Yeah. But there's something about playing a video, uh, playing a board game, face to face with people, right? And I think I think maybe that's why there's been a boom in popularity. I think maybe people become more and more, um, you know, Zoom cooly, Skype cooly, you know, <clears throat> everything's a video call, you know, yeah. meetups and stuff, and not just in the pandemic. Before that, like kind of you know, like online gaming and stuff. And now you know, people do crave that one to one or kind of you know, face to face this of stuff and i think kind of well it's something that um i mean i've discussed it at length in the podcast the 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 my introduction to gaming came at a time when i was having severe anxiety and depression issues and right. being able to interact with people in a structured way uh 
really helped me get over a lot of my my anxieties. Yeah, I didn't leave the house for a long time, but then it made me go out and meet people and things like that. And I found it immensely useful. I can totally understand that, and I can identify with that as well um, from a much much lesser extent, but. My 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 wife has always acknowledged that quite often when my friends and I sort of get together, it's it's focused around something, whether it's kind of sort of like a, a board game or a video game, or, or or we're kicking a football around, or, or 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 doing something. And I think for people, particularly in your position, as you're saying, it's a reason to get out of the house and not feel the pressure of interacting with people. You're just yeah. kind of sort of going there to do something, and the interaction is is a, is a is a, is a an extra added bonus on top of that. But you and know you could, what everyone's going to do. You're all you're all there for, for a shared purpose. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I can I can uh, I can imagine that. And um, yeah. And and that's another great story about it, right? Kind of like there's another contestant to the community that kind of that you felt comfortable and kind of like you know that you're still sort of gaming now and kind of look back on that as a as a turning point in in you know how you were feeling at the time. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have met my partner if it wasn't football games as well. So. I'm yeah, quite about that. yeah, she yeah. Uh, she works. We both work in the same building, and uh, they we'd started arranging board game nights at work, and and she was there, and um, the one of the day after one of the games, I think it was a quiz night actually rather than a board game night, but I asked, I asked, I just asked, asked her out. And, yeah, good job. It's something yeah, I nice. never would have had the courage for, but because I knew we had shared interests, it was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, definitely. No, no, I'm with you on that. I sort of, uh, I was going to say, did you did you do anything sort of kind of like, you know, pass a card? Like kind of with something written on it or something like kind of like you know, and no, then like no, nothing like that. It was a Facebook message. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Um, our first one of our first proper dates was at uh, Maple Mayhem in Birmingham board game cafe. Oh, nice. so that, that was nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, it's sort of like because it's funny. My wife and I were talking about dates the other day and stuff, and like, the cinema date's kind of like the date cop out, isn't it? Because you yeah. go to the cinema, and you don't actually talk to each other, and it's sort of like you know. I've done a lot uh, of those in my time. Believe yeah, me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Kind of like you sort of don't really get to know each other at all. But a board game's kind of perfect because you can kind of just focus on the game at hand. There is something to kind of like. It's not just this sort of like. Right, there's an empty table between the two of us, and we are now going to have to make some sort of creative yeah, yeah. conversation. Or yeah, kind of like you know, at least you can kind of do that as a as, as a side kind of part of it. So yeah, no, build games are the vehicle for a lot of good things, I think, and and kind of like and actually talking to um, uh, a guy called Robin Bates, who is a um, like a like a geeky focused life coach, um, who uh, has sort of become a friend of, of me and and Doodle Meeple, um, <clears throat> but he was sort of kind of, sort of mentioning about how much, for example, D and D has. Um, helped uh children with kind of learning difficulties or children with um sort of various different kind of like uh coping issues with social situations and stuff anxiety yeah. or whether it's even asperger's or kind of like various different things and they play sort of D. you're in this kind of like realm that has rules and easy to understand kind of sort of like kind of structure but you are actually socializing it's a vehicle for socialization and stuff and it's just like my god this is incredible why is there not more of this happening like kind of this is so cool like and you know whether it's D or board games or war games or whatever kind of like yeah having that focus and sort of like and, and the shared interest as you say is, is is a really cool thing so um so yeah it's no wonder that kind of like i keep kind of seeing bits and pieces kind of pop up about mental health in board games and stuff i know yeah um leanne weaver from um board game uh trading and chat trading and chat um, yeah She's now kind of, I've seen that she's done a few bits and pieces at conventions, um, which kind of like, you know, they're almost like little safe havens for um, people with kind of anxiety and stuff, because it's, uh, I, I can only imagine kind of sort of like, um, you know, I, I, I 
um, a few years back had some uh, issues with anxiety and stuff. Um, I don't know how, but kind of like I've, I've moved past them and stuff and um, feel much more confident in, in social situations and stuff now. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't give you a reason why. It just seems to have happened. Um, but uh, but I can only imagine kind of like, you know, people who, who felt the way I was feeling at that time um, at, at conventions would be pretty overwhelmed by the whole thing, you know, kind of sort yeah. of like it's, there's a lot of people there and stuff. But so it's great to think that kind of like, you know, again, the community pulling together and doing something about it. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great thing. So, yeah, I feel uh, it makes me smile when I think about it, you know, like it's uh, it's good. Yeah. But um, I'll stop. Stop getting uh, all lovey-dovey about the uh, the board game industry <laughs> and the board game community. Um, well, I think that's uh, I think on that happy note. So I think that's a good place to uh, yeah absolutely to end, yeah. to end. We've been prattling on for an hour, so uh, if anyone hey, is hey. still listening, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to my kind of monologues that have you know Matt's been uh, thankfully interjecting into, which has been great. That's um, right, mate. But uh, yeah, no, thanks very much for having me on. It's, it's, it's really nice. And like, you know, if, you're, uh, if your audience don't complain too much, I'd love to uh, chat to you again and just kind of catch no, up. No, no, you're welcome back anytime, mate. Anytime you want to have a chat or you've got something new to, uh, yeah, to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's nice the... to have a chat about stuff, you know, and kind of like talk about what's going on. Because, you know, to be honest, like you, you sort of, you told me things that I, I had no idea about. I'll probably do a blog post about in the next few weeks. So uh, okay. that's wonderful. <laughs> um, so let's close out by, uh, why don't you let everyone know where um, they can find out about you and about Doodle Meeple? Cool. Um, well, I'm focused on Doodle Meeple at the moment. Um, you can find me um, uh, at thenobleartist.com if you are looking for me personally for artwork and stuff. But uh, Doodle Meeple itself, you can find us at www.doodlemeeple.com. Uh, we're on social media, pretty much, I think, every social media um, at Doodle Meeple or whatever the kind of um, uh, handle is, which is always Doodle Meeple. Um, so find us on there. You can make a free profile. Uh, we won't charge you commission. Um, as I say, we are purely donation based. So if we are providing you a service that you like, we'd love your support. But it's completely not not mandatory at all. You can use our services without that, and and, and we'd be happy to have you. And and, and you know, having you um, create a profile with us is support in itself. So um, yeah, please come and, and and you know, if you have an interest in working within the board game industry. Uh, or you work in the board game industry and you'd like to increase the avenues of work that you get, or you're looking to make a board game yourself and you want to find people to help you make it, come and join us. Just see what it's all about. Um, that's all you need to do. But uh, yeah, I hope to see you and uh, and some of your audience maybe over on Deal and Meeple. And uh, yeah, I hope we can make some good games together. Some of the people I know listen to this show are already on there. So <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just had an idea, right? I'm going to pitch this to you now. Go for it. Because it just came to me while you were talking about being on social media. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I've used social media, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, Tinder, Tinder, right? What you want is a, is a part of the site, right, where if someone's looking for a graphic designer, it just shows them pictures of the things that the artists have done, but not the artists themselves, just a picture. And then they can say, swipe left if they like it, swipe right if they don't, or whichever way around it is, I can never remember. Yeah, and nice. Then, um, and, then, and then if they like that art, artwork, then it says, okay, well, you can send a message to this artist and... Uh, and so it's like a blind artwork discovery thing. That's a great idea, like like the voice, but instead of uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good idea. I thought you were going to go into like a dating app for board games, no, as well. no. and I was like, hold on a second, you'd be listening to our meetings. No, but I, 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 I uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Never, never say never. You know, kind of like if we can serve the the board game community in some way, we we you know we will try. But. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. I think that could be. You could just even have like a 
um, a related app, couldn't you? That kind of like, yeah. you know, just, just threw you kind of like images from the website that you kind of like, you know, you swiped left or right and then you got more information about that person. That's a great idea, man. Oh, oh dear. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Well, yeah, on another bombshell, they yeah. just keep they just keep dropping. Um, yeah, then uh, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. So uh, everyone knows where to find uh, our show as well. We're at Togcast on social media and offlinegamer.co.uk for all of our content, links to YouTube, etc. So, mate, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, hey, I really Thank look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon. And best of luck with everything. I, I think you've, I think the two of you have built a really good platform, and um, I hope it's going to thrive. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it, and thanks for joining us as well. No worries. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice I can get because one of the problems I have we're going to carry on talking there it's, we, no, it's I, right, I do on, this all the time go. we keep saying we're going to stop and then we carry on talking but yeah I mean one of the problems I have is just as a small independent content creator it's very difficult for me to get to, to content I mean occasionally I'll get an email from someone saying you know do you want to look at this game but uh, the, most of the time I have to be the person who goes out there and, and you know and pushes it. I well, haven't done it. it traditionally I've relied on just people finding us um, because it's not a full time job and, and you know I need to have time to, to do you know to do life. stuff yeah but uh, i would like to do more of it but um yeah it's getting my name out there so I, and this is exactly what it's for it, exactly what it's for um i think when i was looking for reviewers and stuff uh, i found you through the ukg list um of yeah. kind of like listed reviews and stuff there um and you know kind of like i yeah just i, I was i was new to, to publishing so kind of like i was like who can i contact like you know what have you and stuff and there'll be other people in the same in the same thing who don't go to UKG and don't get given that press list. So yeah, if we can provide that for them and for you, it's a two way street where everyone wins, you know. So it's um yeah, that's great. And it's great to hear, man. I, I, I'm glad that it's kind of working, you know, in a way that kind of like benefits you and stuff. And yeah, like kind of w- w- uh, you know, we'll have a chat um you know over the next few days because I'd like to sort of see things have probably changed a bit because you signed up relatively early kind of like if there's things that you would like to see on the platform and yeah, yeah. you know um because uh, because we want to kind of keep pushing what we can do for you know individual creatives so um, if our listeners yeah, want to send up. suggestions your way is there an email address that they should send yeah, to just, or... just send it to jamie at doodlemeeple.com um and if it's particularly techie send it to tim at doodlemeeple.com because <laughs> the chances are i'll probably just forward it to him and, and uh, with a kind of like a polite kind of like i will get some answers for you uh email um but uh but yeah no kind of like i i tend to kind of yeah be the person who speaks to the majority of our users and stuff and and which is which is lovely um sort of start to kind of make some relationships with those people too so um yeah just send me a message or, or I'm, I'm very active on twitter um join our, our facebook page and you can kind of like comment on the stuff on there and see what's going on um yeah there's I, I, I'm, yeah very very reachable so yeah find me anywhere but yeah that's my email address cool let's let's end it there then i think we've, we've, reached, we've reached the natural conclusion so yeah <laughs> thanks everyone for listening thanks again mate for to joining us and uh yeah cheers we'll man. see you in our next episode thank you so much bye